0: Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM, 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. This is the breakfast show. In fact, this is the last and final breakfast show of 2018, positively different radio in the morning. And you are with Lyle and Lawson. The Double L, team, the bringing double L you, team, bringing you the breakfast show, bringing out the year, but uh, it'll be the Double L M team a little bit later on, as mm-hmm. Mon comes in and joins us via phone from Fingal in Tasmania. Mm-hmm. So she's down there, of course, uh, spending the Christmas break with her family, and uh, just having an amazing and a fun time, it seems, down there. But that's all coming up later in the show, but yeah. you might be wondering... How are we doing a breakfast show now? You might even be wondering when this is even... I don't even know when this one's going to play. But anyway, let's assume that it might be playing on Monday. is like, what, Christmas Eve? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, if you want to listen to the live show, the way to listen to the live show, as we tell you every time, is to jump across to faithfm.com.au or
1: how. You can hassle us
0: and what happens if you hassle us if you
1: hassle us enough if you complain enough which is just Australian culture at its finest 324843 is our number and you can get your own radio station you can get your own
0: live show get, it, get your own get your own station upgraded to be able to handle the live stream and
1: you'll be up and running with the live stream or they can use the tune in app the tune in app jump on the phone how Tune do, in app how do you hack it so what you do is you download it and then you do some special hacking in the mainframe okay this is this is this don't is next level stuff don't any notice of what okay, saying so okay, what you gotta do is that. open the app mm. and it says you need to pay for it and then you press X
0: actually no it doesn't oh it says, it, have it they says, changed it it
1: says yes they've changed it Ooh. it says it
0: says do you want the free trial and you say no no don't, no no don't even don't even say no don't do anything. Just push the X. Because if you say no, it's like, oh, you don't want the free trial, we'll start charging you right now. Oh, rough gig. Yeah. Or if you say, yes, I want the free trial, I like, good, we'll give you a free trial for a couple of months and then we'll start charging you. But if you just push the X, top top corner of the of the page, Bam. It, works, it works for free. Bam. That's how the hack works. Anyway, it's been uh you heard it here on Faith FM. You now know how to use it. It's uh it's it's there and it's free and it's available. And it's the best way to listen to Faith FM. But coming up in today's show. We are going to be talking about Illinois Mm -hmm. and, um, of course, the investigation into pedophile priests in Illinois. Once Mm -hmm. again, the Roman Catholic Church is in the spotlight. Um, Bit of a sad story there. And the latest, greatest or worst way that is the new fad in the United States, expect to see it here next year as uh, these things go, in how to get people into church. Mm -hmm. You are going to be shocked when you hear this story. That and so much more coming up in today's show. It's been fantastic uh, being with you all through this year and we look forward to sharing with you the last and final breakfast show of 2018.
2: In the beginning You brought this world to life With only a whisper Let there be light Now here in my heart Won't you come do the same Shine in my darkness And chase it away pain god won't you burn I don't want to hide anymore So chase out the shadows
0: You're listening to Josh Wilson with Let There Be Light. And on this last day of The Breakfast Show for 2019, we've got a hard quiz or an easy quiz? Ooh, I think
1: relatively easy. Okay. Okay. So... It is a what creature and I quiz, mm-hmm. but before we get into it, I'm going to I'm going to promote the prize for winning said quiz. So we have a little book here. It's called How to Live in Health and Wholeness by Brian Houston, and this book is just essentially going through biblical principles of health um, and how they can you know affect your life and and uh, like I know for myself and you probably know this, Lyle. Well, I grew up like a complete. Complete heathen (laughs) and um, pagan, a a pagan, and uh, when I came into the light, I uh, I adopted some of the the biblical principles of health in my life, and it's been so helpful and so great. And so this book just goes through. um, It says in the blurb here, it says, you know, um, for some the quest of physical perfection is an obsession. For many, health is something they take for granted until they lose it. For those struggling with sickness and disease, health is the greatest gift of all. In this book, Brian Houston examines the biblical principles relating to building a life of health and wholeness. So, yeah, if you know the answer to this quiz, you'll get this book. And I'm about to give the first clue. Are you ready? Yep, let's, okay, so let's, this have, is, let's have it. This is the What Creature Am I quiz. And our first clue is The prodigal son's brother in Luke 15 complained that his father had never given him this animal so he could celebrate with his friends. Um, Lyle, you'd be incorrect. You're incorrect. So, that means that you have a shot at double prizes today. You can give us a call at 1-800-324-843 and claim this book. Yep, I am incorrect. Which would be great. (laughs) (laughs) I just realized what it is. Well, you don't get another guess. Not until the the next clue. Next clue. Alright, okay. My first story that I have today in some positively different news. This is this is pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's gonna suit our weather outside then? Yeah. It's definitely it's, been rather it's a, wild. It's a wild story for some wild weather. So the New South Wales government have adopted a new uh you could say program for for the for the New South Wales prison systems. Okay. Um and that is basically that prison inmates have been helping drought-affected farmers to catch up on their maintenance jobs for Christmas. Okay. So, they've been sending out um, groups of inmates, you know, obviously with police and whatnot, um, in groups of eight to ten people, and they've been going to different farms and, you know, doing things like... uh, Mowing the lawns and you know watering gardens and just helping out um, the farmers. That's positive. Yep.
0: With <laughs> and this is what we need to see a lot
1: more of. Our, yep. our inmates should be uh, busy rather than just
0: sitting them sitting around. Um getting themselves in trouble idle idle hands are the devil's playground Mm. so so um this is definitely um very good rehabilitation i totally support it
1: man it's awesome they're even going in like building fences and just getting you know the general maintenance work of you know living on a farm um done as you can imagine we've been going through this hectic drought over the last couple of years and uh man it's crazy that even the even the prisoners are, are helping out um that, uh, I have an interview here from uh, a woman named Anne Fraga, and she's one of the one of the few people in New South Wales utilising this uh, this new system of of drought relief. Um, where yeah, the people
0: are just see. I don't think this should be just around for drought relief. I think that um, this should be around for anybody and mm. everybody. You know, it, it should be these people have uh, taken away from society, so they should be back out there contributing to society mm. and 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 putting back in. Um, you know, we, we, we pay for them to live there in prison and so they should be earning their keep.
1: hundred percent. I think it's also like a, a fight against, you know, the institutionalization that they go through. Yeah. You know, like that, oh, I'm in a jail and I just do nothing but wake up and go to sleep and I just, everything's provided for me and that's why. Don't have to think, don't have to work, don't yeah. have to do anything, just. Yep. A, and a lot of offenders, you know, end up going back to jail because that's that's all they all they, they really want three know. square
0: meals and a warm bed.
1: Yeah, which they don't have when they're out on the street. Hundred um, percent. The interview here from from Miss Fraga, who is the the farmer. Um, she says um, since the drought, she's been down about a thousand head of cattle, and she's just been working flat out to maintain her her herd. Um, and she was initially apprehensive uh, when she contacted when she was con. Tacted by corrective services about the program she said oh i don't know if this is a good idea i think as anyone would be you know oh, we're gonna get a bunch of prisoners to come and help you on your farm oh i don't know um but now she would recommend it to anyone she says they've been a tremendous help around and um you know even feeding the animals just going through and doing all the general maintenance work for this farm um yeah, she's, she's stoked and you can imagine as well the, the dual benefits of that being that, you know, yeah, a, a you're drought getting, you're getting guys that,
0: You're getting guys that need rehabilitation, you're getting them yeah. outside in the fresh air, in the sunshine, uh, they're working with their hands, they're working with the land, they're working with animals, they're lurking, working with agriculture and, you know, these are some of the most healthy things for you to do emotionally. Mm. You know, this is this is incredibly powerful therapy right here. 100%. And people that are being rehabilitated, you know, we talk about, um, you know, our prison system being um, rehabilitation centres, and it's not really what they are. They're really just um, educational centres. Mm. Um, of course, you know, education in, in criminology. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, and so this to me is, is this is the direction that we need to be going, you know, particularly mm. with, you know, prisoners that are, you know, low security because, you know, if you've, if you've got a decent length term and you've only got six months left to go, you're not going to try and escape. Mm-hmm. That would be just stupid because then you'd be in for another 20 years or whatever. <laughs> um, so you've got a lot of low risk, low security uh, uh, prisoners out there that uh, we need to, be involving them in Mm -hmm. as much of this kind of stuff as we possibly can.
1: Yeah, well, there was actually an interview that they did with one of the inmates, um, and he said, it motivates you to be a better person and to see things in a different way. You don't come to jail because you're just coming to jail. You did wrong. (laughs) But you work hard, you motivate yourself, you do the programs and respect the community because with no respect, you end up back in prison. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, this is instilling into them this, this attitude of like, hey, this is... This is something that I could be you know this contribution to society is helping me get back on my feet mm-hmm. um, and which, which I came off of by going to prison. So yeah, it's just good to see that programs like this are happening and, and prisoners are being rehabilitated in a way, as, as you said, it's something that's often lacking from prisons, but uh, yeah, and hard work like labor is just it's just the best the best therapy. Like I find for myself every um, every Thursday we go to the church and like build it, you know, paint the walls and stuff. And after a long week of working with people, you just get to go and do like these mindless tasks of like painting a wall or, or put, you know putting lights in or something. And it's just uh, it is therapeutic. You it's know, not, you get It's some... not exactly a mindless task,
0: but, but anyway, but, but it's a different kind. Yes. of use of your brain, and it is it is absolute therapy. <laughs> That's what I do for therapy. Yeah, my, my workshop is the most therapeutic place that I have.
1: Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. Next story I have. This is, this is, an, uh, this is a really cool story. Um, a, British, a British surfer claims to have sailed into the history books by breaking the record for surfing the largest wave ever surfed in the world ever. Okay, so this was what, a tsunami? No, it wasn't. Because tsunamis aren't usually that tall. They're usually really wide. No, this... Um, wave. There was a couple
0: of surfers who saved, who, who surfed a tsunami. Well, check. They, they ended up like three or four kilometers in. <laughs> but you really count that as surfing or just being washed up like Hudson uh, and Jetsam.
1: Well, check check this out. This this wave which came from um, it's called the Nazar in Portugal, which is a big famous beach, was a hundred foot tall. So that's over thirty meter tall wave. Um, the surfer, his name's Tom Butler. He, uh, yeah, was a- this the face of the wave or was this the start, the height of the swell before it broke? No, this is this is the, face. the claimed face of the wave. Mm-hmm. It's a hundred foot tall. The guy says himself, he says, yeah, as I was writing it, I was estimating it, that it was about 20, 20 times my height. And it's just, dude, it's <laughs> wild. There's a video of it that we're going to put up on our social media. It is like insane. Um so, he's yet to submit it in because um, there's some, some calculations that you need to do um, to, to know exactly how high the wave was. Because this wasn't in competition or anything. This sure. was just him going out searching um, for massive waves. But uh, he's got a quote here. It says, when I was going down the wave, I thought, oh, man, this is the fastest I've ever been. <laughs> then time kind of slows down. It's instinct, really. I was doing everything just to hold my balance. I think this is amazing too because the guy crashed like. The guy crashed like a, um, roughly, roughly two years ago. He had a crash on the same wave. Mm-hmm. and like no was, not the same wave well not the same The wave, same break at the, at the same break and like bleeding from his ears and you know injured his lungs and everything and that was actually in competition but now i don't know he's just this guy tom butler's just like mustered up the courage to go back and just surf this massive wave and it's Put him into the record books Which is I don't know I find that stuff so insane yes. Like I'm just this like is, This that... is why This is why women live longer than men. <laughs> <laughs> this is just crazy man I'm like th- These guys are too much uh, Like that is, that is something Like I feel like It's such an unnecessary task To be the best surfer in the world But at the same time It's like the skill and effort yeah. And just courage Congrats, That Congratulations it takes. to this guy He's definitely got uh, Bragging rights for the cool factor <laughs> right there Insane Tis so sweet
3: trust in Jesus, just to take Him at His word, just to rest upon His promise, just to know thus says the Lord.
0: Chelsea Moon with Tis So Sweet here on Faith FM and Lawson is going to give us the
1: next clue for the quiz. All right. This is, again, a what creature am I quiz. And the next clue is, Rebecca helped deceive Isaac by covering Jacob in skins belonging to this creature. And Lyle... You're incorrect. No, I, I'm not you're actually incorrect. I'm not. You are. I'll incorrect. read it to you from the King James version. That's what it says. No, we'll, I'm sorry, but that's not what this card says. <laughs> okay, so you're incorrect. Double prizes are still up for grabs, right. and we even we gave you a scriptural reference before. So if you want to head to Luke 15, read that story, um, and, and you can, and, and there you will find that Lyle is right. No, you won't. You no, no you won't. Anyway, anyway, wow! What a, what a, what's some what's some current news? What's going on in our world? Okay, so Archbishop Philip Wilson. Um,
0: the uh, latest on that is the Department of Public Prosecutions will not appeal the decision of um, of the appeal. Won't be mm-hmm. heading it to the Supreme Court. Um, and this is you know this is an Archbishop who oversaw you know one of the largest paedophile rings that we have um, had here in Australia historically. Mm. I don't think anybody really doubts that you know he was completely ignorant of what took place. But you know the way the legal system works, and the amount of money that can be poured into these kind of things, it uh, definitely shows that, um, yeah, interesting system that we live under right now. Um, and of course, this is on the back of uh, the Illinois investigation, which asked their um, their six archdioceses to uh, publicly identify all of the um, clergy who had been who had credible. Mm. Um, uh, accusations made against them and the six archdiocese between them came up with 185. The I- Illinois Illinois uh, then uh, continued to investigate and found another 500 plus that these archdiocese had uh, um, uh, decided not to mention. Wow, so it just gets worse and worse and it worse does. you know and this is this is a church you know, that we have been talking about that has had serious problems for centuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, your two big issues, auricular confession and the celibacy of the priesthood. Uh, Christians have been, have been you know, going on and on and on about how, the, how this creates sexual depravity for centuries. And for centuries we've been called conspiracy theorists. Mm-hmm. And now it's all coming out in the light it's being yeah. investigated it's coming out in the open and suddenly it's like no we're not being, cons- being we're not we haven't been conspiracy theorists this is actually the case and the and the biggest problem is and the thing that concerns me more than anything else is that when you know the outside world looks at Christianity they mm-hmm. often look at Roman Catholicism yeah like, this is the representative <clears throat> religion of Christianity it is often seen as being the oldest form of Christianity mm-hmm. even though it isn't uh it is it is seen as being you know it definitely is the largest form of christianity and so all christians get lumped into the same bucket together and there's yeah. no wonder that there is such a strong pushback against the christian religion these days mm-hmm. And the actions of the Roman Catholic Church, I'm sorry, they are not helping when they take medieval attitudes towards, you know, sexuality and relationships and all of these kinds of things. And when they, you mm. know, take children into a one-on-one room with a, with, you know, dark one-on-one room with a priest and, and sit that children that child down and quiz them about, you know, his sexual sins and his parents' sexual sins and every other sexual sin, and they are not You know, required uh, mandatory reporters in those circumstances. Mm -hmm. This is a major problem. Yeah. And it needs to be called out. And, you know, the the Roman Catholic Church needs to address what is taking place here because it is, um, what what it's doing currently is woefully inadequate. Mm. Uh, And they found that some of these archdioceses that were, you know, called upon to investigate didn't even investigate. Wow. Uh, Just did basically
1: a whole lot of
0: nothing. Anyway, moving on. The latest method
1: of getting people into church. Okay. Want to okay. guess, guess what it might be? Hit me. Um, food. No, it's not food. Oh, well, that's that's the best, best method I can think of. <laughs> it is not
0: food. The latest method being used by churches particularly at this time of year, to get people into church. Come on, think deeper. It's not food.
1: It's got something to do with Christmas. It's got
0: nothing to do with – it's got something to do with Christmas. It has nothing to do with the Bible. It has nothing to do with
1: preaching or teaching. Okay. Or – Presents, it's toys. It's not presents. It's not toys. Um, oh, Man. And it's okay, becoming
0: wildly popular, particularly in the United States. I can't. food?
1: I can't I, I, what, what, what. what are we talking about Oh. Wow, Al- alcohol. Okay, this is why I definitely did not want to adopt this in my in my methods of getting people into church. Not going to have this over at the Raymond Terrace Mission. Hundred percent. No. Hundred percent. No. <laughs> so the big movement right now is carols and cocktails. Wow. Yeah, and that's carols and, that's what I and
0: cocktails. Just wow. You have got to be joking. And so this is the big thing being hosted by churches at the moment. Um, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, we've always had, you know, lots of uh, alcohol has been a part of Christmas, so we're going to make it a part of our uh, Christmas and worship celebrations in churches. And so just if you now. are wondering that Christmas had not become commercialized enough or pagan enough, they have gone down this step and um, dare. Uh, not only not only is this being adopted by churches, but uh, lots of other organisations as well. For example, AMAR, which is a Washington DC charity, mm. um, put on Christmas for a cause, and Christmas for a cause, of course, was carols and cocktails. You know, you, you, you yeah, because I guess alcohol and singing tend to go together sometimes. Yeah. you know, people get drunk and they feel karaoke bar. Exactly, <laughs> and that's, that's that's exactly what's being set up. You know, the whole karaoke bar atmosphere in churches—that's wild. Uh, and, and of course, the Amar charity, and this is the this is the irony of it: where they're having carols and cocktails, mm. right, is to benefit Muslim women in Iraq, who, of course, never touch alcohol, uh-huh. and are you know a part of the majority of the world who never touch alcohol. And this is the thing that that just frustrates me. You know, you've got so much that the Bible says against alcohol, Mm. you know. Yeah. And and it's just from one end to the other. The Bible says in the plainest, simplest language, no drunkard is going into heaven. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's just that simple. It's that black and white. We know that any person um, or sorry, one out of seven people who take their first drink of alcohol are going to become an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. And yet we're going to serve it at church yeah so that means that you know let's say that we have this at church and let's say we have a group of people who've never had alcohol before and we serve alcohol, then we have just eliminated one out of seven people who turned up to that service from heaven mm.
1: that seems to me to be counterintuitive and counterproductive as a christian witness hundred percent I'm like I feel so strongly on this topic because like i I come from an environment of like um of drinking and alcoholism was a big struggle in my life. And it was like one of the things that I decided to, I decided to become sober when I became a Christian and it's like the best decision I ever made in my life. And it's been such a benefit to me. And I, you know, and that was because of the principles of the Bible mm-hmm. that God wanted me to have a sober mind in this current age. I was like, you know, cause I, I, I could see that. Oh, the, the gospel is so real, and and Jesus has saved me, and He wants me to live a life for Him. Um, and as I was doing those vows, like to be baptized, the the preacher was like, "Look, Lawson, you have to give up alcohol." And I was like, "Well, why?" And he's like, "Because because Jesus loves you more than that. For you to to for you to throw away your health and and, and your you know your clarity of mind with just some some drug." And honestly, like it's it's the best and for for people to be using God as a means to 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 promote alcoholism or to, to promote the consumption of alcohol is just it hurts, you know? It is so oh man, I just I, I I just hate it so much.
0: Well, it's a new movement and it's, and it's uh, taking the United States by a storm. It's the next big wave. So, man, expect to see it here in Australia for the Christmas season probably next year. Yeah. Um, the latest big fad amongst Christianity and the latest big fad to get people into church. Just, uh, yeah, um, fill them full of mind-altering drugs and have a party. It's, it's ridiculous. Sing songs about Jesus Christ. While blowing your mind on alcohol,
1: I I want to. You know the irony of this. It's just it's just absolutely disgraceful. Sorry about it. No, it's all good. Um, I'm just thinking about this. Like, do you do you think that like there will be alcohol in heaven? Like, ask anyone that question. Do you do you think there will be mind altering substances in heaven? Drugs. Like like no way. Why why would there need to be? You're in, like, you're in the, like the, the best place ever. Why would you need a mind-altering substances? And Jesus came as our example you know, to, to show us how to live here, um, which is a life that represents the kingdom of heaven. So why would you do something on earth that you're not going to look do? Look at the again?
0: link between alcohol and violence, and then look at the rate of domestic violence that takes place over the Christmas season. There's you. your answer right there. Anyway, we're going to move on. We're going to listen to Torin Wells with Hills and Valleys, and we'll be back with a fascinating interview from a restaurateur right after this.
4: i walked among the shadows you wipe my tears away and I felt the pain of heartbreak and I've seen the brighter days and I've prayed prayers to heaven from my lowest place and I have held your blessings God you give and take away no matter what
0: Guys, you are listening to Toron Wells with Hills and Valleys here on Faith FM, and we still have uh, nobody who has snapped up the quiz. Even though Lawson disputes my answer,
1: but because uh, your answer is wrong, bro, your answer is wrong. But what, what give, give me what gi- translation of the Bible are you reading from? Anyway. Give give me the right answer, and I'll, I'll 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 say that you're correct. All right. So our next clue, our next clue. You ready for this? Yep. This is going to give it away. You'll know what's up, like, straight away. All right. Okay. As a part of a sin offering, Aaron was to lay both hands on the head of this creature and confess all of Israel's sins. He then sent it into the desert. Oh, and finally, he's got it correct. He did the right one. He got the right one.
0: If you know the answer, you know our number. 1-800-324-843 is the number. Give us a call right now, and there's a prize coming your way. But we have uh, joining us on the phone this morning. We have Bryce, who is the manager and chef of Manor Haven Restaurant in Byron Bay. Bryce, welcome to the show.
5: Yeah, thanks. Lyle.
0: Now, Byron Bay. I mean, how does how how does somebody get lucky enough to live in Byron Bay? How long have you uh, how long have you been working there at Manor Haven, for, uh, Bryce?
5: Well, I've been behind the scenes of my, uh, Manor Haven for probably about six years or more. But I've I've I'm on board full-time as the
0: chef manager for the last year and a bit. Okay, so you um, are you are Byron Bay local then or?
5: I live in Ballina, which is half an hour down the road. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah,
0: so. Okay, so pretty, I'm just going to... Seeing as we're a national radio broadcast, I'm just going to put it out there and I'm going to say that uh, Byron Bay probably is my favourite place in Australia. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Just,
5: uh, just look, a, look at this okay. guy.
1: Plan favourites.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's, probably, it's probably a favourite with lots of people internationally as well, actually, because... We have 1.8 million visitors, I think it is, per year in the, wow. the Shire. I think it's the most visited um, place outside of Sydney um, in New South Wales.
0: That is sensational. So, so, what's the actual, what's the, visitors aside, what is the population of Byron Bay?
5: I think it's only about um, 7 or 8,000 or something like but it's, it's a really <laughs> small town. <laughs> 1.8 um, million visitors. Yeah, so it's just got thousands of people that come through the year, yeah.
0: That's sensational. Okay, so in a, in a, uh, in a tourist destination like this, um, running a restaurant would be an extremely competitive environment. You've got 1.8 million people coming through there looking for a meal. Uh, you must have a lot of competition running a restaurant right there in Byron Bay. Yeah,
5: there's 150. Well, we're actually at like a cafe, a cafe. But um, we, we, yeah, we're competing with 152 other places. Well, wow. so there's 152
0: eateries and cafes in this area. So. Okay, so you're not going to you're not going you're not going to go hungry if you go and visit uh, Byron Bay, but um, no. now, now your restaurant or, or cafe, I should say, is a little bit different, and I want to talk about some of those differences as we uh, work our way through the the show this morning, um, yep. because. But but before I get there, I do want to mention that according to TripAdvisor, you are the highest rated uh, cafe in Byron Bay. Congratulations!
5: Yeah, thank you, Lyle. That's yeah, um, right.
0: very exciting. And and I noticed that you've had uh, TripAdvisor um, uh, um, um, awards for a number of years now. How many years have you been awarded by
5: TripAdvisor? Oh, it must be... Five or so years, I'd say. Yeah, I think it was. I think I yeah, sure. the
0: last five years. Okay, so if you're heading, if you're heading to New South Wales, just putting it out there, if you're going to New South Wales or if you're going to Queensland, you need to go to Byron Bay. It is one of the most beautiful places on the planet. There is a reason why it is the second most visited place outside of Sydney. And if you are, and by the way, it's a whole lot better than Sydney. Lived in Sydney for um, 21 years, and. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, but if you go to Byron Bay, you need to head across to the number one cafe in Byron Bay, which is Manor Haven. Now, Manor Haven, this is this is this is unique because Manor Haven is not just a cafe; it's a church as well. How does that work?
5: Yeah, so um, so there's actually a church premises on here, and what they did um, going back seven or eight years ago is they built a like a large covered in brander right outside around the church. And so, six days a week, we can run a cafe, Sunday to Friday, um, and then on the seventh day, um, they can run the church. That's that, that's, that's truly
0: uh, sensational. Yeah. So, uh, now, has that church been there for, uh, is, is this like something that has recently been built? Was the idea, let's build a church and a cafe so that we can uh, reach out here in this area? Or has it been for a while?
5: Um, no, no, no. The church has been here for many, many years. Um, I uh, don't know off the top of my hat, how many, but, yeah, it's probably, you know, 80 years or so. I, I'm not sure, but it's it's been here a long, long time, whereas the um, cafe has been, you know, a dream that's come within some of the church folk only, you know, like 10 years ago something. of thing. So, um, and then it was a whole process of getting it funds and getting it built and all the rest. So, yeah, it's a fairly new addition in, in terms of the age of the church.
0: Okay, so basically then you found yourself uh, with a church in a prime location obviously you must be what's on the main street there
5: yeah we're on johnson street so we're opposite woolworth and um yeah it's, it's the main street we're not up we're not up where the beach end is um that's probably about four blocks away so like a one minute walk uh, or two minutes maybe but um we're on the other end so it's a, a tad quieter than the, the top end where there's you know thousands of tourists all the time because of the beach um but still, yeah, still plenty of churches down this end as well.
0: But I imagine that every other church in uh, Byron Bay must be super jealous of your location.
5: <laughs> I'd say so. I think a lot of, um, yeah, people that own real estate would love to have a piece of real estate where we are. Yes.
0: Yeah, fantastic. That's that's sensational. What a great opportunity. Now, um, okay, so you, you're a uh, a cafe that's attached to a church. Does that then give you opportunity? And and is this a part of the outreach of that church?
5: Yes. So. Um, we're we running a vegan cafe, so we're promoting um, healthy living and integrating with the community. So not only is it the people that are coming through from all around the world that we meet every day, but it's also the locals, it's the local businesses that come here and eat, etc. And so we're getting to integrate and mix with the community and become their friends. Like anyone that comes through the doors, we as friends, and and it's and it's our thing not. Is to promote, you know, healthful eating at the same time and a good sense of community. Um, like, up on a wall inside our cafe, we have the eight keys to healthy living, so we promote all that about how people can live healthier.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: And then we do that through our food as well, of course, with healthy, nutritious food. Mm.
0: Yes. Yeah, fantastic. Now, um, so you've got you've got um, you know eight laws of health I think you are mentioning up on the wall there that kind of thing do you have yep. any other yep. is there any other way of actually you know, reaching out to I guess y- your outreach really encompasses the whole world um, yes come a, uh, a Saturday when the church is open um, yes. and the cafe is closed do you yes. have people that randomly rock up to church uh,
5: yes we do yeah we it's quite often that we have People that will come into church that are just off the street, but we also have people uh, that we get to know as friends, etc. Um, and yeah, sometimes it gets off of you know, not just talking about food, but they are talking about spiritual things as well, and want to know there's got to be something better than this life because they're they're really searching. And so sometimes I'll come to church with us as well.
0: Yeah, because I imagine um, if you if you go to a cafe and you suddenly find the cafe is a church, it's it's, it's got to prompt questions like, why is this cafe a church? Um, yeah, or this yeah, we, ch- or uh, always this church or cafe, yeah. which uh, must yep. you know, um, you know, give that opportunity for people to be able to uh, for for you to be able to talk about spiritual spiritual things.
5: Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. We have questions every week. Um, people will will ask about it, um, and sometimes that you know might just be surface, and sometimes it goes a lot deeper.
0: Sure, sure.
5: Um, so yeah, it's, it's a wonderful opportunity, um, and we've had lots of people come through, and lots of people that want to know more and what's people that want to take um, more information with them and some people back to, you know, many parts of the world.
0: Do you have uh, opportunity there to be able to, um, you know, give people, you know, uh, reading material, viewing material, any of that kind of thing?
5: Yes, yeah, we do. We have uh, a corner where there's free literature that people can take, but um, quite often more people ask questions and, and if, they, if they want more, we can certainly give them more than we do. Yeah, I mean, that's
0: the best way, isn't it? Always once people start asking questions. And, you know, when you think about Byron Bay, Byron Bay has always been a a very spiritual place, really. Um, Mm -hmm. And a lot of people going there looking for alternative forms of spirituality. Um, If I think back over the history of Byron Bay, you know, when I was younger it was a a centre of the hippie movement, now it's a centre of uh, of, the, of the trendies and, and I guess that puts you in a unique position there. Let me come back to something you, you mentioned earlier. You mentioned that yours is a vegan restaurant. Uh, you have a plant-based menu. Um, yep, that's right. Is this something that is common in Byron Bay?
5: Uh, there would be, yeah, there would be um, maybe four other places um, but maybe only a couple others that would be Totally plant-based, uh, but there are there are quite a few that have plant-based options. Do you find um, that
0: people actually seek you out because of that menu?
5: Uh, yes, we do. Uh, the vegan popular, uh, the vegan trend is the fastest-growing trend in the world at the moment. Um, as far as you know, this this sort of industry goes, um, it is really growing very fast. Uh, more and more people are becoming aware of um, the health benefits of, of a vegan diet. Um, and there's been some pretty impelling documentaries that have been coming out in the recent years that are certainly, um, people's interest. And yeah, many people are, joining the vegan movement, some, some for health reasons, some for the care of the animal movement. There's lots of different reasons. Um, but it's certainly, yeah, it's, it's a huge movement that's going through.
0: Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think uh, I saw some stats recently where 20% of the population of Australia self-identifies vegetarians, and I'm not quite sure what kind of vegetarians they are, but that's um, right, yeah. it, it definitely shows a a, a a a social move amongst the Australian population and the rest of the world yeah. as well, where yeah. um, you guys are uh, right there at the cutting edge of it, which is um, yeah, that's just fantastic. Now, yeah. one of the other things I noticed about Manor Haven is that it is – Registered as a charity? How does that work? How do you have a restaurant, a business that's a registered charity?
5: Yes. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we we run as not for profit, so that means that um, any uh, profit that we do have, um, and at the moment we're sort of you know, we pretty much break even, but any profit that we do have goes back into community work. Um, so it might go into the soup kitchen. I mean, we we do support our own soup kitchen here as well. We have it on Sunday nights. Um, but also you know there's a women 's refuge we have down the road, and things like that that any um, excess money can go to towards those programs, so yeah it's not here to make any money for the church it's it's here to to help the community sure yeah
0: now within, in, in a super trendy area like Byron Bay, um, you mentioned that you run a soup kitchen there on a Saturday night and support yes. a woman, a women's refuge. Do you have a large problem with poverty and homelessness as well?
5: Uh, yeah there was uh, three guys sleeping on the front deck this morning when I arrived actually um, and that's, that's very common there's there's I think in the area within this area there's about 300 homeless now I'm not sure where that covers up to whether it's up to the tweet or not but it's within this area anyway um, it might be just around Byron Bay too but I know Byron Bay is quite high um, yeah so there's there's certainly a, a drug problem in certain parts and there's, there's other issues that Leave people homeless and I'm not so well off, um, but yeah, we we do see a bit of homelessness. Um, we have sort of like twelve regular sort of homeless people that come on a Saturday night and get fed. Um, but yeah, we yeah. we reach out to these people where we can as well.
0: And I guess if uh, if you're going to be homeless, then you can really choose where you want to live. And Byron wouldn't be such a bad place. It has a, um, a more pleasant climate than some other places where. Uh, where homeless people, yes. who have you know, particularly come winter and so forth, are really struggling. Um, well, that's so you, right. And you mentioned a, a woman's refuge um, that you guys support as well. What's um what's that?
5: Well, well, there's a woman's refuge in Ballina, So if we were to get any um extra funds, like we've recently started like a new style of menu, and you know at the moment we're breaking in, we're doing well, but we we haven't got excess funds. But if one if the plan is that if we do, then they could go to the woman's refuge, which is um. Run down in
6: Ballina.
5: Mm-hmm. Um, there's an off shop down there that supports that and and operates that. Um, but yeah, that's that's really important work that they do down there too.
0: Fantastic. Now, just very quickly, tell us about your menu. What kind of of food can we buy at Manor Haven? Because there would be, I think, I I would suspect a a large portion of our uh, listeners that might be thinking, (laughs) vegan food, really? Um, So, is this going to be, um, you know, gourmet quality food that we're going to get at Manor Haven? I I imagine with uh, looking at the TripAdvisor Awards, then it would be.
5: Yeah, so how it works is um, we we used to be a la carte, but we've now changed to – uh, like help yourself, not help yourself, but um, come here and it's all prepared, ready to go. Um, so grab and go type style. We always have um, a couple of trendy, beautiful curries. So there's always a couple of those that change daily. So there's always something different each day you come. Um, and then we have two other savory um, options. We always have a, a beautiful vegan lasagna, um, maybe grilled veggies, et cetera. And then we have a choice of about five different salads that, Each week we change that variety around so that once again you've got plenty of variety. So they grab either a a $13 or $16 plate or they can grab and go in environmentally friendly takeaways. Um, yeah, and they mix and match between the two and, and they've got a really tasty, healthy meal that's, um, you know, under 20 bucks. Um, and then we have a range of beautiful vegan sweets as well, which are simply delicious.
0: That sounds absolutely fantastic. I've just had breakfast, and I'm suddenly feeling hungry oh man, already. I'm so hungry now.
6: <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, Bryce, thank you so Good much day. for joining us and telling us about Manor Haven, the cafe that You're is also welcome. a church, or the church that is also a cafe.
5: Yeah, so, I'll get back to my cooking.
0: <laughs> no worries. All the best for the rest of uh, today, and uh, have a great uh, Christmas holiday period.
5: All right. Thanks. thanks, guys. Thank you very much. You too.
0: That was uh, Bryce from Manorhaven, and moving on with our show, we now have Matt Minicus and Josie Minicus with Psalms
7: 69. Save me, oh my God, for the waters have come up to tonight. My guilt is not hidden from you May those whose hope is in you, Lord, not be disgraced because of me